Hey, Neil. Hey, what? Why does Carl Anthony Towns only bring sides to Thanksgiving dinner? Hmm, not sure. Why? He doesn't want to pick up any fouls. Welcome to episode 92 of Wolves Cast, the show that waits until Thanksgiving to do its season preview pod. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome back to Wolves Cast, everybody. I think it's appropriate we're doing a season preview because I'm already in mid-season form, but hmm. you had to retape that intro already. Wow. I can tell it's been a few weeks since you've podcasted, Neil. You know, it's uh, it's hard out here just, just to edit the shows, you know, no could say anything under the mic, so yeah, this is a... Uh, this is a foreign thing for me right now, being being back here uh, at the dials, uh, in front of the mic, but it's good to be back home, good to be back here, doing the show with you. Thank you so much to... Watching Wolves games on your own TV instead of in a van. Right. That's right. Can't wait to watch, um, you know, watch games on the big screen rather than on the iPad and stuff, so yeah, but thank you to you and, and, and uh, Robert for holding it down, you know. Robert has been one of the elite defenders in the league for a long time. And he's elite on this show as well. That's right. Definitely, definitely. S- speaking of Robert, I was a guest on his podcast this okay. week. Okay, all right. Uh, or at least my character was. Uh, like I said, they do silly characters on that. It's a very fun podcast. Check it out. Kings of the North. We mention it every week that Robert was on. So thank you, Robert. Wow. I'm sure we'll hear him again. You're going on the road for a few more weeks, right? Yes. Robert will be back for, for a number of weeks uh, here to um, you know get us into December. Um, I see. I think. Let's see. Probably. Probably. Probably two more weeks. Yes. All yes, right. Yes. Two more weeks. Sorry. Three weeks. Ooh. Surprise, Robert. And uh, yeah. And um, it'll be Robert. But uh, you know, he's he's very capable, and the show show still goes well, even when I'm not here. Um, but uh, yeah, every, everything all right. We're we're here. Um, we're here with you on uh, on holiday weekend um, to do a very special episode of Wolf's Cast. It was so nice when we were having sound trouble setting up, and I didn't have to do anything. It was mm. just like, let Neil troubleshoot this. Yep. I It doesn't all rest on my tough. shoulders this week. So it can be tough. I'm yes. happy to be sitting on this side of the table uh-huh. for a change. Yes. So today we are going to do something that uh, we promised many, many weeks ago. when the So the Jimmy Butler saga, the uh, trade demand, uh, came right before the season started, as you may remember. And that kind of derailed. Became public. Right became public, yeah, yeah. It became known to one person, uh, apparently, in like April uh, or May. So, But, uh, you know, so we decided that we, we could not do a season preview podcast until Jimmy Butler was, was traded, until he was moved. And uh, well, it took it took eight weeks for that to happen, but here we are, and finally we have what we believe to be the the full squad for the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that we can now look at and be like, okay, who, who what do we have here, and how's the team going to be? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do the season preview podcast. Um, you know, a month and a half into the season. So are the three games since the trade were they kind of like training camp for us? I think so. It was back to the preseason yes. kind of. Vibe. So the games only really start counting now. Yeah, get on the same page. You know, trying to figure out uh, who your new teammates are, that kind of thing. Got to get Dario up on the playbook. That's right. We got to get all these new people uh, integrated into the system. But yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to have, um, you know, we're going to do a full court press and talk sort of about the different strengths and weaknesses of this team. Um, some other things we've been thinking about. We're going to sponsor. Um, we're going to get into Predict It, where we will um, look into that crystal ball and see what we predict. 
um, for this season, and um, we're gonna have a game as well. But real quick, Scott, why don't you um, tell us about your experience um, going? To, we're not gonna do week recap uh, this week, so but we did want to talk about uh, the Prince game, I guess as you would call it, right? You just call it the Prince game. Yeah. <laughs> don't make me chase you, even those have a pride. Even That's Dove's. Dario. That's Dario. Even Doves with the famous Prince uh, lyric there. Uh, it was a blast. It was Friday night. Uh, the place was rocking. It looked almost sold out, you know, and uh, that has happened a lot this season. It's been pretty sparsely attended most of these games, so it was fun to see everyone show up. You could tell the players were jazzed about it. You could tell. I know that this was the second game that the new guys played with us. It wasn't their first game. Right. But it felt like this was their first, like, you know. <laughs> It, it felt like the team was happy that they had the new team and the fun jerseys and all the theme stuff going on. You could tell the team was getting into it, too. I wouldn't be surprised if, like the city jerseys last year, we ended up wearing these city jerseys more than the scheduled six games. Yeah. Because I think that it definitely put a pep in the step, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Wolves think it gives them a mental edge. I'm not saying that the team did the trade to make sure that it was done before this before this game, but it was sure nice. You that can't it, prove it that it wasn't. It was sure nice that it worked out that way because I felt like there was, again, I wasn't at the game, but you could feel all the goodwill and all the joy coming from this game, and it just it feels like it would have taken on a different tenor had there still been this cloud hanging over the team. Oh, absolutely. It wouldn't have been as much of a party atmosphere yeah, as it was. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, DJ Mad Mardigan took the night off. They had one of Prince's DJ buddies oh, come, nice, nice. and every dead ball, it was a different Prince song playing i heard dozens of prince songs because it was just like dead ball and now it's this quick snippet of a prince song so so many prince songs all the stuff with the uh like doom doom chop or like you know right. the, set, the arena sound effects were done with an electric guitar sound amazing so even the little stuff was just it sounded like electric guitar all the time we had uh morris day did this halftime show how was he? How is he as compared to '90s hip hop stars? Well, uh, you know, it's, Montel Jordan. They stuff. didn't do him any favors. They didn't give him a stage or anything. He was just yeah. out there on the floor. But uh, he had somebody following him with the mirror, like in uh, yep, yep, yep. like in Purple Rain. Gotta have so. The I also love the the dancers' uniforms. They had the puffy ruffled shirts on. Oh with the, yes, and, and they had like the, the ruffled blouses, sleeves, the blouses. If yeah, you will. absolutely, the blouses. <laughs> and so, um, gotta, have the, gotta have the blouses. They really pulled out all the stops. Game. Blouses. You could tell that this uh, that this meant that night meant a lot to the franchise because uh, just everything from the out in the skyways to every detail inside the arena, they, you could tell they really were making trying their hardest to make it a special night, and it was. It was a lot of fun. That's great to hear. You, you got a great win. You could definitely uh, get that vibe, uh, you know, through the screen, and it seemed like uh, everything was going great, and obviously helps to win the game. That's right. You know, play well as well on the floor. So. That's great. I can't wait to see those jerseys in person. Scott, you picked up a Taj Gibson. That's right. City the jersey. only 67. Just a bold choice right there. Really appreciate that. That's, oh, the numbers. That's cool. The numbers are fire. Yeah, that's cool. 6-7. No one's ever going to be 6-7 again. That's the worst part about the Prince jerseys is that our stars wear the numbers 22 and 32, and they both look yeah. very lame. A little lame. Even yeah. like Derek Rose's, which is apparently one of the best-selling one. Yeah. 25 is also not very fancy, but those sixes and sevens, ooh, all right, uh, time to get into our season season uh, preview. Um, yeah, let's talk about uh, uh, you know w- what we expect 
from the team uh, here now that the deal has been made. A few a few stats here to start things off in the three games. Uh, we are recording this uh, during the uh, Denver Nuggets game. Um, so we don't know that game yet. So going into this recording, as of this recording, the team is two and one since the trade. They have the fifth best defense. Ooh, fifth best defense. Fifth, fifth best defense. The twenty seventh best best offense, and they are fifteenth in that rate. Enough to improve. Yeah, you gotta do that. So that's just that kind of that's kind of where they're starting uh, here. And obviously, nice to get the two wins, especially after going zero and five in those last games with Butler to you know win the first two. After that was huge. So that was awesome. So that's that's where we're starting from. And um, how we're gonna do this in uh, full court press today is uh, we're gonna break down the strengths, the weaknesses, and then important things to watch for. Let's start with strengths. Here's the tip. So, what's the team going to be good at, Scott? What are some things that we can look at and say, like, oh, good, this? I think the best thing about, you know, is no more Jimmy Butler drama. Hey, yeah, none of that. None of that stuff happening anymore. Despite what Jimmy says about all of his guys in the locker room loving him, I have a feeling that it wasn't quite that way. But you and I, casual observers, can't be, you know, we can't know what he was doing there. But on the court, man, was I getting sick of seeing him freeze out towns, you know? Just like not passing to Towns when Towns is wide open. It's just like purposely trying to, you know, hurt hurt Carl's numbers, you know, because you got to mess with his money and make sure he doesn't make that all NBA team, you know? Yeah, and allegedly, you know, Butler and, and Glenn Taylor had a conversation. Hey, you play hard and I'll try to trade you, that kind of thing. But you didn't really get the same sort of, you know, Butler was fine. He wasn't bad for most games, but he wasn't great. You know, he wasn't all NBA. He wasn't, you know, what we saw last year. So it did feel like he was holding back a little bit and, and rightfully so, trying not to get injured, that kind of stuff, you know, and then sitting out the game. So, you know, you weren't getting the full the full Butler experience. So, you know, it was definitely definitely something that needed to happen in order for the team to move on. Felt like we were canceling practices left and right, too, yeah. <laughs> while we were trying to get that figured out. It was just yeah. like, so I think now we can act. And that's maybe another reason to do it before this long homestand that we have. We're playing a stretch of 11 or 10 out of 12 games at home right now. Um, so that means a lot of practice time. So it's a good time to get the trade happening because then you have all these days at home so that Dario and Covington can get worked into the team. Yeah, so no more drama. Uh, team can, you know, look at their new guys. And, and even, like, yeah. we've talked a little bit about this on the pod last week, how the media's not paying attention to us anymore. Like <laughs> the, the second, media, yeah, the, yeah. the second this happened, the national media has been talking about Jimmy and the Sixers nonstop. And, like, you'll listen to a whole podcast about it from a national media personality in five minutes. The last five minutes will be like, and before we go, we should briefly touch on <laughs> Minnesota, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and, and, like, hearing people just be like, uh, the Sixers think I heard uh, Kevin O'Con- Connor from the Rainer on my way over here. I was listening to their Thanksgiving mailbag episode, and he's just like, uh, even if Jimmy walks, this was worth it for the Sixers. They didn't give up anything, and it was just like you know, right. just once away again, like just kind of overlooking what we got yeah. back in that and yeah. how it affects us. Yeah, the best player in the deal always gets all the shine, and the player acquire you know the team acquiring the best player. That's you know who the most important team is. So I kind of get it. You know? Yeah, and I think maybe it's a little a bit of a bummer after last season when we're like we're finally getting all the national attention that we felt like we deserved Christmas games stuff like that. That and uh, just see that go away, but personally, I'm I'm fine with it going away because yeah. most of the time when it's national media, it's just bringing a lot of unsophisticated takes and uh, people commenting that it's just like 
it just rang, you know rattles you when you have a bunch of like national media storylines going on and people are dropping in in the comment section just being like, I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm from Philly, but blah. You know? Yeah, you're right. It does. It does sort of tend to be you know less informed, you know, just dropped in type of fans and that right. kind of thing. So, yeah, for sure, we, we don't need we don't need all that national attention. So now we get to go back to just uh, being the best kept secret, you know? Yeah, and I think it's just nice now that the team can just focus on basketball. Yeah. You know, I think that even for all parties involved, even even you know Thibodeau who is you know uh, you know trying to drag his feet through this whole thing and you know didn't really want to do it. I'm sure there's part of him that's like, okay, I can just coach now. You yeah, know, I, I don't think, have to worry about all this uh, stuff. It reminds me of what Britt Robeson said on Dane Moore's uh, podcast. He said that basketball has been the casualty this season. You know, <laughs> like no that's one's talking line. about basketball. And he's, yeah. saying, he's saying how he was having trouble writing articles because you can't write about the basketball with this team, and he doesn't really want to write about another piece about the drama. Yeah. You know, and so. Uh, now we're happy for Brit because he can just write about hoops. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was about all that other stuff, and that's it. it like I think I said it too. It was, it was uh, you know I think early in the season, you know Thibodeau and, and Layden and stuff would criticize the media for asking about this stuff, and it's just like sorry, like you put yourself in this situation. Like this stuff is is more relevant than the actual basketball at the time, you know. Yeah. And that was the position they put themselves in. And now we're clear of that though. Now we can focus on the basketball. You know what else we can focus on? my actual job because I can't tell you for the last eight weeks there was always a part of my mind in the back that was like open Twitter see if a trade has happened did it happen did it happen did it go down control T (laughs) type T and then enter because that autofills Twitter you know just like check it check it and so now finally I don't have to like wake up in the morning and be like I wonder if it's happened yet (laughs) okay other strengths uh, for this team uh, just Carl Anthony Towns he's number one right now he's the guy doesn't have to worry about doesn't look over his shoulder Jimmy Butler he's he's the one so I think that's a good thing just for him going forward. Obviously, you want to surround him with a lot of talent and have another all-star next to him is a great thing for the team's success. But for Towns and his growth, you know, the future is him being the number one guy. And so now we're here. Now we're at that point where, you know, he gets to get those reps as being the main dude and hopefully getting higher usage and more shots and that kind of stuff. So I think he's a big winner in this as well, even if you put aside all the sort of rumors of what went down between him and Jimmy and they don't like each other and you know he's jealous of his money and all that stuff like even all that aside you know this is good for Towns again just from a basketball perspective yeah and I think that he his uh motivation tank is topped off Neil uh, <laughs> right he's there's so go. much motivation for him uh, now one I mean there's the financial motivation he needs to make an all NBA team so that his next contract can be worth 35 million dollars yeah, more it's actually like five percent yeah he does that, so. which is you know a lot of money more yeah. than he's made he's making seven million this year you know which <laughs> not chump change to you and yeah. me but it's, it's a lot more coming it, when you see that it when you're you've only made like you know what has he made in his NBA career? Maybe like twenty million dollars yeah. total, and yeah. you're, so you're thinking like, if I don't make all NBA team, that's thirty five or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. So he's motivated for that. He's motivated. His reputation just got just trashed by Jimmy. Yep. He called everyone in the league he's thinks soft, he's soft he now, can't win, and can't play all D. of Jimmy's friends are gonna like I said when this tri- drama started, like Cat's gonna be the enemy of a lot of NBA players yeah. because people in Jimmy's circle are just gonna naturally take side Jimmy's side. Yeah. And so I think he's got motivation for that and just to show that, yeah, this is my team and we don't need you. So I think that that's got to be pushing him, you know, every day. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely Towns is is, is the strength of this team. They're going to go to him. They're going to expect more from him. He's going to have to show it on both ends of the floor. You know, we talked a big game 
um, at media day, sort of about making defense the priority of his season. So we're going to need to see some of that. Also, and he, yeah, so far, he's shown a little bit of that. I think that Townsville's game will benefit from some of the players that we got in. Yeah. We got Dario and Rocco, yep. and Great both of them could be, put be stretch fours. Uh, you know, part of Towns' problem is that when he plays with Taj, there's just not a lot of spacing unless mm. Carl's the guy spacing and yeah. stepping out behind the three. And you can see him struggle with doubles and stuff like that because he, he, just of the spacing issues. So I think Cat will benefit from – I mean, everyone will benefit from the additional spacing. But I think that we got guys who can play as the four next to Cat at the five and really do some fun stuff. Yeah, and let's talk more about that spacing right now. I mean, that's another strength that is something that the team was looking for. Um, you know, they even before the trade happened, they were getting up more threes this year than last year. Um, I think they were 29th or 30th last year. Yeah, no, we were 30th last year. I think we're like league average now. Yeah. So now, you know, we're definitely getting up. So so the scheme is up there. Obviously, Tibbs is telling guys to shoot more and that kind of thing. But now we have the players to actually do it. You know, you're talking about Covington. uh, Covington doesn't hesitate. If he's beyond the arc and he catches it and he's open, he's taking it, which is something that, you know, Wiggins has gotten better at, but if he could get as quick as as no brainer, you can still tell Wiggins thinks about it when he gets the ball and yeah. he's open. You know, yeah, and you just got to do it without thinking like Dario does. I mean, not Dario, but Dario is pretty good at catch him. He thinks about it a little bit though. I he think right, pump he's starting to over dribble a little bit right now. But uh, that's the thing is like, do you do you ever think about like pump fake get to the rim? You know, and and Covington never. Nope. No, <laughs> it's not his game. Love it. He's just gonna put it up. So so yeah. So definitely more shooting, more floor spacing around towns. So that's big. That that is gonna be definitely something to watch to sort of see. Ken having more floor spacing kind of make up for the loss of, of Butler and sort of the singular talent in that way. Like Ken just sort of having better scheme around towns for threes and, and for more modern offense sort of gets you up to a place that you were close to with, with Butler. Yeah, talent wise, we might have taken a step back, yeah. but the, the fit and the if we could get the fit together and Tibbs can be smart about his rotations, which, you know, it's something we've. Had a lot of problems with Tibbs so far, but if he can be smart about using his rotation in creative ways, um, we could actually be better than we were with Butler. But once again, we're asking Tibbs to be smart and creative with rotations. I feel like that's just saying, you know, he should also stop re-yelling when he's on the sideline. He just doesn't do that. That's not Tom Thibodeau. We know that. So I guess maybe that's just a pipe dream to think that. But hey, when he's gone, the next coach will have this kind of flexibility and maybe they will be creative with the rotations. Yeah, we're looking ahead to next year's season preview. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that that would be a fun idea. Do a season preview podcast like a year ahead of time. Yeah, I'm gonna put that down. My ideas for I have a whole list of ideas for pods that are too crazy that Neil would never let me do. That I think that maybe I'll do it when Neil's gone. Like the sitcom episode where there's like different plot lines. We have like the laugh track and the oohs and the ahs. You know, so it's like an alternate feed with like a inverse logo. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) See, that's going to my ideas list too. I've got lots of them. Um, Wolf's cast after dark. I also think, so think that one of my favorite things that I read at, right after the Butler trade was uh, shouts to the editor in chief, John Meyer, the Daily Wolf. Uh, he wrote, I think the title, I love the title, it was uh, NBA trade revitalizes local blogger. And he was talking totally. about how right away he was talking about how the spacing that Covington and Dario will provide is going to open up the lanes for Wiggins. And I think that Wiggins game is really going to expand, not just towns with the floor space. I think Wiggins will benefit the most from the floor spacing because once again, he could start driving to the hoop and getting mm. you've been seeing him get to yep. the rim a lot more since the trade because he doesn't have Jimmy and Taj clogging the paint all the time. You know, with Cat, Jimmy, Taj, Teague and Andrew on the floor together, our most used lineup last 
last year. We just never had spacing. And that's yep. why you get Andrew Wiggins driving in, pulling up for lawn twos, driving in, you know, doing his little step back too. Cause he, once he sees all those, that wall of players, space. he's not going to try to go to the rim. He takes a lawn too. So I think that it'll actually help. Andrew's shot selection to have the kind of floor spacing and Beltler was not defending the hardest guy for most of the games he played this year it was Wiggins who was defending the big scorer and Butler was just playing it easy on defense so I think having Covington there to take on that defensive role and be the stopper on defense will also give Andrew a lot you know it'll make him look a lot better on defense we can go back and play the two and post up smaller guys that kind of stuff and this goes into the next part of the strength is our deep veteran team you know this is a is now you traded a two-for-one trade and and so you're a lot deeper now and and um you know that's going to help you out you know throughout the season again sort of having a team that you know kind of is a little utah jazz like maybe where there's no you know true superstars um you know carl obviously growing into that and he's pretty close but you know having a team of maybe just sort of more by committee you know you're having a right. whole squad of guys who can go out there and there's not a lot of weak links or whatever so instead that's kind of, of the team the of like have now. Th- last year it was not like top heavy yeah, yeah last year it was like three or four guys with their starters would score like yeah. 15 to 20 points each <laughs> and now it's, it's weird seeing covington because i see his scoring average and it's like you know 12 points a game and like you know eight <laughs> rebounds or whatever and it's just like oh he does so many good things on the court i'm surprised he only gets 12 a game but that's because he's not you know going out and getting 20 all the time yeah. he's just low in the holes yeah. you know it's um, great. and then getting to the free throw line is another thing the wolves will um i think hopefully continue to do well they've done well so far this season and you know obviously butler gets there a lot and we're just saying covington doesn't really so much get to the rim but you know i i, I can see them still having that be a, a cornerstone of their offense and hopefully a, a way to buoy their offense and and keep it up and you know they're not going to be top five again this year like they were last season in, in, in offensive efficiency but i think they can get close to that if they can continue shooting the threes like they have and then being top five in, in free throw um efficiency that would help them out there so that's what i think for the strengths and yeah strengths i mean or anything um well i mean once again andrew wiggins is back to his career average of yeah. free throw percentage 75 yeah. percent that's great and uh here's his free throw attempts by year his rookie season 5.7 attempts per game sophomore season seven attempts wow next year 6.6 jimmy butler comes it drops from 6.6 to 3.8 so i think that once again wiggins pick will up start five six yeah be great. i yeah. think he'll get it back up there especially because last year you know with his shooting slump i think he kind of shied away from the free throw line but now that his numbers are back i think that he'll keep going back to the line then like he did before butler got here heck yeah he's hitting up uh, next up, we have weaknesses. What are some things the team are going to be bad at? What do we think um, uh, the weaknesses, problem areas? Uh, Carl Anthony Towns' upper body strength. I had a note. <laughs> sometimes I watch the Timberwolves games really late at night, and I'll take notes. And sometimes I won't really understand good. some of the notes the next day. And I had a note that just said, does Carl Anthony Towns need steroids? Question yeah. mark. He's he's just a toothpick out there. He's getting bit. pushed around a little bit. Yeah, we could, uh, and that and that goes into rebounding. You know, defensive rebounding is still a big problem uh, for this team right now. Uh, uh, you know, in, in in all the games they've played, seventeen games are twenty third in league re, league wide rebounding uh, percentage. So, um, you know, um, you know, that, as Tibbs would say, that needs to improve. Uh, so mm-hmm. we got we got to get that up that for sure. Yeah, they're very good on the offensive glass. That's one thing, but. Uh, defensive glass are terrible at so i think that and this is just me but have you been watching neil have you been watching these games oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. well i think that some of our rebounding problems is that with everyone taking more threes now than normal 
like every year it's, it's the new record for threes taken. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, league wide, yeah. everyone's shooting more threes. Yeah, and you get more of those ricochet, like hard front of the rim ricochets where you know they bounce, they get the funny bounce. I think a lot of times we have a lot of guys around the hoop, right around the rim, and then these ricochet threes are bouncing to like mid court, like to the elbow, you know, and stuff like has, that. You're, you're saying league wide, so everyone has to deal with those, shots, right? But right? I think the so, wolves aren't dealing with it correctly. <laughs> I think I think maybe they need particularly to, bad at getting long rebounds. Yeah, I think yeah. that maybe they should adjust their schemes a little bit to be like, hey, if there's like three of you under the rim, maybe one of you step into like where the free throw line is, you know? Right? Yeah, get ready for longer rebounds. But yeah, rebounding and then just overall defense has been a rebounding problem. Rebounding still been a problem. So bad though. Yeah, and that's we're just getting killed by teams that are way worse than us. And at that's rebounding. the worst part of their defense too. Like def- defensive I mean, rebounding is defense. That is how you finish off a defensive possession. It's not a good defensive possession until you secure the basketball. You hear that, and all you Kevin Love haters who say he can't defend? <laughs> he can rebound. That's right. He rebounds. So we need that part to really close out the possession and, and be better at defense. So, yeah, rebounding is, has been bad. We expect that to continue to be bad uh, unless, you know, I don't know, Sharich can come in and clean things up or I don't know what it will take to sort of. Like, I think, I think Covington around. will rebound his position better okay. than yeah. Wiggins was doing in that spot. But we need Wiggins to start grabbing a few a game. You know, we just need Wiggins to start grabbing like five or six a game, you know? Yeah. Um, home court. That is going to be a weakness this year. The Wolves are currently 30th in attendance this season, which hopefully will kind of round up a little bit now that the whole madness of the Butler thing. I feel like fans did revolt. You know what I mean? They're literally booing the head coach every single night still. Oh, he got so, booed big time oh at Prince Knight. Oh, boy. I bet. Big time. I was not I expecting it. <laughs> it even shocked you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I get it, but I just think that, like, sometimes I think that the online sentiment is overblown. Yeah, you know, you've seen my weekly segment. Scott overreacts to a small thing someone said on <laughs> yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of times, I just assume that like all this hate for Tibbs, that's more of a basketball Twitter thing. That's yeah, not it's overblown. The fans. No, yeah, it's it's, it's real. the fans. In yeah, person, you know, it's real. Papa Glenn's there hearing it. So the Wolves don't have a very good home court. Like when teams come to Minneapolis to play a game, it's not like they're going into the jungle and you're going to have to, you know, it's it's going to be crazy in here. It's going to be so loud. You're not going to be able to hear play calls. This is like, no, it's dead in there. And, yeah. you know, so the Wolves don't have it a It takes years to kind of build up that yeah, culture. Too. Yeah, Years of winning. Because, like, good. even when, like, the even last year we had all the sold-out games, like, the fan energy is a little weird for Timberwolves fans because it's kind of like, you know, we don't know how to... Don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, so it's like people are rarely standing on their feet cheering and stuff like that. You know, we're still just kind of a and, lay back and, and watch the and, game kind of fan base. And all the goodwill from last year is gone. You know what I mean? That, that playoff appearance, it, it did not... With what happened this fall, with what happened with Butler... You basically erased it all, so it's kind well, of like you're back to you're back to you know step zero here. They with sold all this. they sold season tickets off that playoff True. performance. Sold, they sold so they have game they have the rest of the season to convince those people that they didn't waste their money Re-up. on the season ticket yeah. package. And I feel so bad. I've said it on the pod before. I feel so bad for the people selling season tickets. This guy worst rough. attendance. And like I've I politely laughed off people who've called me about Wolves tickets. <laughs> right? No, you see, uh-huh. you see how cheap they are on StubHub. Do you um, see? And then another weakness, last weakness, playing in the Western Conference. It's been a tougher look. Like That's we not kind fun. of knew, That's we kind of knew <laughs> uh, going into the season. We're like, okay, I'm kind of seeing like maybe the eight, the same eight playoff teams. You know, maybe you say the Spurs are going to fall out, but they won all those games they're last not, year without Kawhi. They're not, they're not falling off. And then we thought, well, hopefully the Clippers will be worse this season. <laughs> Clippers look great. The West is better than we thought it was going to be coming into this season. I personally... We thought it was going to be bad. Or sorry, we thought it was going to be like a very good yeah. uh, conference. It's and even it's better. better. We thought Sacramento we, would be a joke. They're, Sacramento, Grizzlies are better. 
Grizzlies are the one team I would have bet the over on so easy because they were projected for like mid thirties. And I was like, this is just a bet about they health. Tank, they tank pretty hard. They tank year. so hard. Yeah. And this is a bet about health basically. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get, you know, half, even a half a season of Gasol and Conley healthy, they're going to make the playoffs. There's only one really bad team in the West. That's it. The yeah. Suns are abysmal and that's it. The I'm hoping are at least decent. I'm hoping at, uh, around midseason the Dallas will kind of oh, yeah. they'll fall, fall phone back. it in they'll and fall then stop trying hard. But they're trying back. right now, you know. Yeah. They beat us. Right now, every night's a battle. Yeah, and sure. so, I mean, ha-ha to all the people who went out with their fire. Eastern Conference is the better conference takes yeah. once Jimmy got traded. Is the East the better conference? No. no, no, no. The West is the gauntlet. It's better at the top. It's been fun to watch Milwaukee and, you know, the, the top four teams in the East are really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's nice. But, uh, yeah, if we're talking about the depth in the conference, like I said, like, even Sacramento is over 500 right now. Yeah, they've been great. Um, yeah, so I think that's it for weaknesses. And our weaknesses? We should find a sound weak, drop about... Hating the West. You know? <laughs> we'll There's got to be like a Kanye lyric yeah. or something, you know, <laughs> we can put in there. Just like, man, I hate the West. He's on fire. All right. Finally, we're going to talk about some important things to watch for this year. So sort of, you know, beyond the wins and losses and kind of maybe looking into things that will matter, you know, for the next few years. What are what are we looking for for us as far as season preview? Um, what are we looking for here? I think young guys, right? Lots of young guys still on the team. Yep, absolutely. We, we do have lots of veterans, but there are still a number of young players who are still in rookie deals who we need to figure out what they are. Um, you know, different levels of that. Obviously, Towns and Wiggins at the top. You know, we kind of those are guys who are already signed to max deals, so it's kind of like. It's not really an equation of do we want to keep them or not, but it's more of like what are their but skills? We still have to watch them develop yeah, because where are they our team will ultimately go where they take us. Yes, and, yes, yes. Um, well, obviously, you know, it's easy to see Towns and what he's improving on. Sometimes it's harder to tell with Wiggins because, I mean, I heard well, Zach Lowe, once again, responding to podcasts, uh, Zach Lowe had someone on, I think it was Howard Becker, Tom Haverstrom, mm. and they just said, like, Andrew Wiggins has not improved on one thing since they got into the league. I'm like, well, that's how I know you don't watch Timberwolves games. It's rookie season. He couldn't take more than one dribble in a mm. dribble move, you know? Yeah. He had a dribbling into his game. His shooting is way better than it was before. So I was just like, yeah, one of those things where little, I rolled my eyes, and uh, I was like, Andrew has added little, something every li- summer. It's a little simple to say that. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's because Andrew's not, like, adding, like, these very flashy stuff. It's, like, mm. dribbling better and stuff like that. And he still kind of has a high dribble, but his dribble is way better. His handle's way better than it was. So so I just think that he's uh, harder to tell some of the improvements. But I hope we get to watch Okogi, man. I got to tell myself that. Yeah. The same thing with AT. There's going to be injuries. Derrick Rose right. is going to miss 20 games this season. Right, right, right. You know it. So don't freak out right now if Okogi's not getting the minutes and the burn that you want him to get. Same for, uh, you know, uh, Tolliver, who yeah. deserves some time and is out of the rotation. Uh, we'll, we'll get plenty of Okogi highlights. Josh Okogi! Jumping out of the gym. Yeah, and I and I think yeah, you're right. We need those guys for injury, but then also it's still early after this trade. You know, I still even though we don't believe uh, Tibbs' track record says he's not going to play these guys, but you know he's still just figuring it out right now. He's still trying to see what pieces he has, and um, you know, hopefully. You know, we'll see. I, I can't see him expanding the roster. We'll talk a little bit more about what we think might happen to this roster. But, yeah, definitely keep your eyes open for what Kogi can do, what Tyus Jones can do. And then Darius Arch. I mean, he's a guy that, you you know, you look at. And he, I don't know why he's been around a few years. I, I guess you don't think of him as a guy who's, like, still on his rookie deal. It's like his third year in the league. <laughs> yeah, so he's still improving and still, like, a guy who can, you know, be more than he is now. So what is he and where can he go from here? And, uh, Neil, would you agree with this? statement 
I have a, a lot of confidence in Tyus. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's uh, having a rough season. Yeah, he's having a tough time. Not making his three point shot, taking some bad pull up jumpers. Yep. Probably having his worst season, I think, just as only we've 20 seen games, so only far. 17 games, but yeah, not a good stretch for, I mean, for it's Jones. The, it's the worst possible time for him, the best possible time for our cap situation sure, yeah. for him to do this because he's going to be a restricted free agent. And if he keeps playing like this, I don't think any team's going to back up the truck for him, the Brinks truck, yeah. you know, anyone's going to open the bag. And so I think we'll be able to just get him a logical, nice, team-friendly extension to keep him here, you know? Yeah, and I think... Um, and I think that's the other thing we have to kind of look at with Dario, too, is that how does his play affect what we're going to have to pay him? He's got another year before he's a restricted free okay, agent, so he's okay. going to be cheap for a while. Yeah. But I'm just saying that eventually we're going to have to think about that, too. Yeah, so just watch for the development of the young guys and then kind of how we see the team working going forward. There's lots of, you know, this year is going to be kind of a weird one. And you got a lot of guys, you know, who are up at the end of the year, a lot of important players, you know, Jeff Teague, uh, Taj Gibson. Uh, who else is up? I'm trying to think. I think that's that's it. Those uh, Teague has a player option. Uh, Taj is just just up. Anthony um, Tolliver's up. Yeah, Tolliver's a one-year deal. So, you know, a lot of the rotation Rose guys, Rose, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, you could see, you know, potentially leaving the team after this year. So Teague will be an interesting one. Yeah. Because yeah. if there's enough money going around, and I don't know, because it's easy to say, oh, it's free, like $18 million option or something. $19 like, million, dollars, which he's not going to get an annual value no. of more than 19 per year. But if there's year enough deal. money, is, it might make financial sense for him to opt out, get a Three more total money, yeah. Lock in some 40. long-term yeah. certainty if you feel like this summer there's money going around. Especially if it's, you know, there's a lot of teams that have been kind of saving their money for the summer. So if it gets into that situation where uh, some somebody's looking to overpay because they didn't get the you know one or two guys that were really keeping their money around for, I can yeah. see them leaving. Yeah, um, and then just watching the other thing to watch for is the front office uh, ownership dynamic. How will that all go? You know, it seems like. Tibbs has uh, bought himself some more time here. We'll talk a little bit more later in the show about what it will take for uh, potential firing for for Thibodeau. But um, you know, right now he seems like he's bought himself some few more months, maybe, and just sort of how all that shakes out is Taylor selling? Is he looking for other people? I, you know, you don't know. It's it's all very sort of up in the air. So that's just another thing in this season to kind of watch for. Right. Absolutely. A lot uh, of okay. storylines to keep track of. Yeah, that'll do it for Full Court Press. Those are the things uh, we're looking at this season uh, to watch for. But right now, let's get to our sponsor. That's right. Sponsor time. We are um, we are getting paid. We have a wonderful new item to talk about. And it is um, an item from uh, a new, a brand new Timberwolf. The newest of Timberwolves. Uh, Rob Covington. That's right. Rob Covington is coming to us today. Call him Rob. Call him Cove. Call him Rob. Call, call him, him Rocco. Yep. Don't call him Robert. Whatever you do, don't call him Robert. Um, he has um, he has a product he has developed, um, and he's bringing it to Minnesota. That's right. It's Rocco's Loco Cocoa. It is a hot cocoa energy drink created by Rob Covington. And, um, you know, Rob Covington is not new to cold weather situations. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, quite cold. Um, quite chilly, especially you know in the winter, obviously, and, and uh, East Coast city. You're gonna you're gonna get some cold temperatures out there. And um, well, Rob Covington uh, developed this very item when he was in Philly and uh, getting traded to Minnesota. Couldn't be a better place uh, for him to bring this item to. It is a hot cocoa energy drink. Get vocal. Ask for Roco's Loco Coco. You know, I know what you're thinking. 
hot cocoa energy drink what? isn't that just coffee yeah isn't that that's just you want a you want a hot energy drink just drink coffee but no this is different this is a little different this has guarana oh you know yep, that yep, that yep. that junk that's in your red bowl uh-huh it's, it's got a, that in that so it's it's more than just coffee right. extra energy it's extra energy it's got like five hours energy there's like three of those in that so it's like 15 hours energy wow and it tastes like chocolate coffee doesn't taste like chocolate mm. unless you put chocolate in it which is always a pretty good idea if you like have like a nice piece of chocolate and then uh-huh. you put it in and it melts in your coffee that's that's not a bad way to go yeah i love that on the go and need a warm drink to sip on be less woeful stay mobile with roco's loco coco that's right you're gonna be able to get this on the go you know you can get it at any any gas station just uh you know, grab it and then uh, take it to the microwave that you see there. You know how they have microwaves up in the up in the Super America or whatever, right? Yeah. Just go over there and uh, pop it in there for thirty seconds. Suddenly, you got a nice, warm, amazing beverage. Um, and hey, you know, you're heading into work. You know, you want to you need to get a little bit more energy in your life, and you're heading into work. Maybe it's maybe it's been a long night. Well. You know, Roco's Local Cocoa is definitely something you need. Early morning wake up and feeling kind of sluggish? Go from Solo to Pogo with Roco's Local Cocoa. That's right. It comes in two different flavors. There is pure cocoa and there is cocoa and marshmallows. Ooh, I love the marshmallows. That's, That's right. So two different the, flavors. One, one for get. him, one for her, if Ooh, you know what I'm saying, yeah. fellas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, honestly, you know what you need in the morning. Yep. You want something hot, you want something that tastes like chocolate, and you want that energy. That's why we're so excited to have our sponsor today. We want to thank them. Act now and tell them Wolves Cast sent you, and you'll get a special Roco's Loco Coco Bogo deal. That's right. Buy one and get one of these delicious beverages free. Wow. You get one for buying one. That's a Bogo right there. Buy one, get one. Thank you so much to Roco's Loco Coco for sponsoring this episode of Wolves Cast. And now... It's time for Predict It. Okay, we've got the crystal ball here. We have uh, we have thoughts, we have ideas, we have data. Uh, we're putting it all together, and we're going to make predictions the, right now. The, the, the Jimmy Butler drama f- fogged up our cl- our crystal ball. It was oh, very clouded. We yeah. couldn't see there was nothing. how to make predictions was later in the season in until there. we saw, saw that. Yeah, saw absolutely. So now that he is gone, just as his dreary presence has been cleared, so has the fog within our cloud. Ah, Like the malaise that was handing over our team dissipating mm-hmm. into yes. the air. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. So it's time for our completely accurate, 100% reliable predictions. Uh-huh. Once again, we've always said you can bet money on these if you want to, because that's how sure of ours we are. They're rock solid. You can find a person who will take that bet. It's money in the bank. Mm-hmm. All right. So we each have uh, two predictions here, and then we're going to do a little bonus lightning round for some other predictions. I'll get this uh, started off here. And um, this is a prediction that, you know, isn't totally original. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it around. But I'm feeling I'm feeling it. So I'm thinking that this is something that's going to come true maybe around February. We'll see. The Wolves will make another deal before the trade deadline. That's right. Uh, this roster seems a little overstuffed. I do like the... I do like the depth. I do like the insurance against an inevitable Derrick Rose injury. You know, we've had a couple injuries already. Jeff Teague's missed a whole bunch of games. Wiggins, 
shockingly missed like three games in a row, like the Iron Man and Andrew Wiggins. So there will come times where we're, you know, even if we do make a deal where we're dreading it, and oh, now we got to play a G League guy or something like that. But, you know, that's why you sign James Nunley. That's why you sign CJ Williams. You do have these guys in the background who can play 10 minutes and not be terrible. So they do have guys, and I do think they need to make a trade. Gorgie Jang is the guy who needs to get out of here, especially now with Sharich on board. I feel like yeah. Sharich needs to be in the starting lineup. Taj Gibson needs to be the backup five. Sorry, Gorgie. It's been real, but you're just getting paid too much, bro. I like playing basketball. I know, but it's going to have to be elsewhere. And um, the question is... The tough thing is, though, if there's any bigs that Cat can't handle because they're too big, Ooh. That's the, that's the we don't have anyone for that. Then. That's where the steroids Taj come is in. A, Yeah, Taj is a tough defender, but he can get outsized pretty quickly. There's only so much he can do. And so if we have a big bully like DeAndre pushing Cat around... There's just not that much size in the league anymore, though. But you know, the thing like, is, like Gorgie's our only backup for that, but he's not that big either. Yeah, you know, he's not. Yeah. He's not a Cole he's like Aldridge. 6'10, he's yeah. not a heavy fella. You yeah, know? <laughs> pretty light in the shorts. Um, but yeah, so Gorgie, I'd like to see him move. The question is, what do you? You can't trade him straight up. His contract's too big, too long. So you're going to have to attach another asset there. Um, obviously, um, you know, Tyus Jones could be that person. Um, you know, a lot of people think the Wolves aren't super high on him. Um, you know, didn't really have great, uh, you know, negotiations around his restricted free agency. So, you know, it could be him, could be Anthony Tolliver, who's kind of on the outs of the rotation right now. Could be a pick going forward, maybe the second round pick, um, you know, that they got from the Jimmy Butler deal or um, who knows, maybe their own first this year. I have, I have no idea what. It depends who you get back. So you're going to have to attach something to get rid of Gorgie. Um, and I think that will happen this year. That's that's prediction number one for me. Well, it could be one of those things where if we hit the trade deadline and it's clear we're not making the playoffs, then we start selling off the veteran pieces. Who wants Tolliver? Who wants yeah. Rose? Who wants yep. Taj? By that who time, wants Teague? Yeah, and maybe this we can, a February thing. I maybe, think this is imminent. Yeah, maybe we can include Gorgie in on one of those to make it so that we don't have to go up as much to get him out of here. Uh, which is, you know... Once again, just sad. It's the way the league has gone, but we love Gorgie. Great human being. Great fun guy. basketball player, but just not the style uh, in the league right now. This doesn't fit our team anymore. I think another team could use him. You know, another team, even a playoff team, could use him in the rotation in the right space. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Neil, we'll see if that pr- prediction comes to pass. I feel like there's a pretty good shot that you're going to be right about that. Uh, this My prediction is a little bit more bold. We hinted at it last week on the pod. Robert and I chatted about it a little bit. I'm going to say the Timberwolves All-Star this year. We'll probably have two All-Stars this year. You're like, oh, yeah, of course, Carl Anthony Towns. But who else, Scott? Why none other than Derek Hampton Rose, my friends. I don't know if that's his middle name. I don't think it is. Um, So, yeah, Derek Rose, uh, we talked about it before. The coaches aren't going to put him on that team, but the fans will. He's one of the most popular players in the league, and it's still shocking to us. Like, I was shocked when I heard that's the hottest-selling Purple Prince jersey is Rose. But he has got fans everywhere, and I think they're going to vote like crazy to get him in that starting lineup. Wow. So he's going to be voted. He's going to be a starter up in the All-Star game It's going to be like Steph, KD, LeBron, uh, (laughs) Derek Rose and like one other guy from the West. I don't know who the last starter would be. Oh wow, Anthony Davis. There we go. There's your starting. There's five. your starting right there. So I don't know if the Harden fans are going to come out enough because of the slow start. That's, but like, 
I'm just thinking there's a chance. And I think maybe the league will do the right thing and, and step on the, put their finger on the scales behind the scene to like make sure Harden gets in the starting lineup. But uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just, I'm just feeling it, Neil. I'm feeling it. I think it's going to be a storyline at the very least. I can't wait to see the results. They publish the numbers for those, you know, so you get all those numbers. I can't, we are going to get the exact number of votes for Derrick Rose. I'm going to, yeah, happening. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to feel, uh, I shouldn't have predicted this because now I'm going to get all entitled when everyone starts talking about it in February. It becomes a story. <laughs> I'm like, but 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 I was talking about on the pod in November. I'm totally gonna be that guy. I hate it. I hate it when uh, I'm that guy. Well, stay tuned to Wolfscast to hear Scott do that line for real so in February. Um, unless Rose gets hurt, like I said, he's missing 20 games this season. If yeah. he misses the next 20, it's March. Then this will look stupid. But yeah. if it's maybe it'll be like the Jimmy Butler special. He sits out the All Star game and gets injured in the very next game. All right, my second prediction is also All Star related. I believe Carl Anthony Towns will win the three-point shootout. Put some respect on my name. Remember that. Uh, this year at All-Star in Charlotte. I feel like I've maybe predicted this in the past, but I'm doing it again. I feel like uh, it can happen. Right now, Towns is shooting a blistering 44% on like almost five threes a game. So like he's getting them up. He's shooting volume, and they're going in. And I feel like he'll at least be in the competition this year. You know, they're including some bigs now and stuff. I think he would want to do it. And, uh, hey, just like Kevin Love won for the Wolves a few years ago, I feel like, you know, Cat can bring it back. I think that'd be really fun to watch because I can't think off the top of my head if I've ever seen someone in the three-point contest use a set shot. (laughs) I know. He he doesn't jump. Is it a good thing? It probably is, right? It's probably probably a good thing because you can be in your rhythm. Yeah, Yeah. but I don't know if you can get him off faster or not. That's the question is how fast can he get off five in a row? It's not like he has a super quick release. He's just got a high release and doesn't jump. Yeah, so uh, that's why I'm saying. I don't know if it's better or worse for that contest because I can't remember anyone who's ever taken a set shot and gone (laughs) in there. You know, Always jump shooters. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I hope that's correct, Neil. I hope he at least participates, because that would be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, okay, let's finish it up, uh, our prediction sections before our lightning round, with uh, my final prediction. I'm going to say Andrew Wiggins finishes the season shooting 38% from three. That would be a career high. That would be a career high. What's He's, his best so far? Um, like well, 35? I do have his page just pulled up. While we're pulling up his page again real quick on Basketball Reference, mm. I will say that later on, you know, we're playing a game and I got some stats from Basketball Reference, but C.J. Williams is not in Basketball Reference's database for this season. What? He has a player page and you can find his stats from last season, but he does he's not exist minutes. on... Yeah, he doesn't exist on this team's, okay. uh, you know, on the Basketball Reference page. I checked out his page and if you trusted them, you wouldn't think that he's in the league anymore. <laughs> All right, three point percentage by season for Wiggins uh 31% 30% 35% 33% 40% right now wow so yeah 35 is his highest once he, again before Butler came Butler did so much to ruin Wiggins game when he got here well yeah they kind of were the same player out there a little bit had a lot of the same, occupied a lot of the same space that kind of stuff but wow 38 yeah that would put him above league average and right about league average and maybe out the Drew Wiggs man right he finally listening shout out Drew Wiggs yeah, he's getting them up. He's shooting well. He's shooting, shooting, and he's shooting a lot of them. He's not taking elbows. like two a game. He's he shooting like five up, a game. When he puts it up from those elbows, they look good. Yeah. They're going in. Those are his main two spots. And after he made that like 30-footer the other day, I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't feel as bad when he takes them. It used to be just be like, why, Andrew? I, like, I get it. You're shooting threes now, but why are you taking that one? And then he hit one. I was yeah. like, okay, I'll shut up. Uh, nice one there. Okay, we got some rapid fire uh, predictions. Uh, here are some questions that we will both weigh in on and uh, give our prediction. First one: What will it take 
for Tom Thibodeau to be fired in season? What will it take? Obviously, the team being bad, right? Like if they are, if they are, um, you know, not playing well, losing games, that that'll pretty much spell the end for him. But do we have like a um, part of the season we're looking at? Trade deadline, All Star, those are always kind of like sort of middle markers for the season. Like, do you think it'll get to that or? What if they lose well, like what if they lose like ten of fifteen or something? Yeah, right well now? we're gonna talk about our predictions for a final record of this yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But for what would it would take, I think it would take in season. I in think it season. would take a, a, to the point where we start realizing we should it's in our interest to tank. Like if we're so far out of it that we're like, hey, it might be a good idea for us to increase our lottery odds. I think that's the point where you just say, let's have Ryan Saunders be an interim coach. Let's see what he's got for the rest of the season. And let's cut ties now. Do you think they would have to be, let's say, at All-Star? So that's about 60% of the way through the season or something like that. Like, would they have to be like 10 games under 500 at that point? Like, they have to be way out. I mean, they have to be 10 games out of 500 for sure. I feel like if we're 10 games out of the eighth seed, right, which is about we would probably still chase it. I think Glenn would be like, we can catch them if we have a great final two months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then he would keep with uh, with Tibbs. But if we're 10 games under 500, then, yeah, that's uh, that's a point where you cut ties and say, we don't really want this guy prepping for this draft or, you know, this offseason because he's not going to be around for it. And I feel like that it really comes down to wins and losses at this point. He has survived this crazy drama where he didn't want to trade the guy who has to be traded like if you can survive that and the toxicity that came with that of the locker room and everything then you can get through just about anything except for just losing raw games right like yeah because i think like i think when he loses the team is when glenn will be like well this guy can't coach anymore right. these guys aren't listening to yes us. we lose so them it, again and yeah. that and that ties in with the wins and losses because yeah. if the guys hate playing for tibbs but they win games then taylor's not going to do anything and if you know the guys are if we are losing games but the guys are like we love tibbs he's great maybe taylor would keep him but obviously the players aren't going to say that no, you know no they're not going to go to bat for him so yeah so like it's basically when he loses the locker room and we'll know he lost the locker room when they stop playing hard and we lose a bunch of games that yeah. are out of it yeah okay i agree um next question will towns make all nba as you mentioned i'm never happy and we know t- t- we already are done talking about you we're on to towns now <laughs> as you know uh we already mentioned it uh, towns has a lot of money on the line here with this uh, all nba selection he was uh, named all nba last year so if he makes it one more time i think he can make like an extra five percent uh of the max or whatever so jack links jerky that's right. I mean, that's their thing. You can just shill. You can just shill that's for right. corporations. You can just shill for businesses if you can't make. Have that you money walked through the Mayo Clinic Square lately? No. They Jack Links has moved in, and they have a two-story like office. A kitchen. Yeah. No. Well, there's that, <laughs> but like they have a two-story office with all glass windows, so you can see like all the Jack Links desks and like all the in all the kitchens. You see free Jack Links all over it. It's it's taken over that building. Yeah, Towns is all up in that. Will he make All NBA this year? He really needs to make it. I mean, if he wants to get that extra, those extra millions, those extra M's, um, he's kind of behind the ball right now, right? Like it's yep. it's going to be hard. He's already kind of off. He's not off to a rough start personally. Obviously, the team has been not good, but like you know, his 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 uh, you know most of his stats are in line with what he did last year. His scoring is down a little bit, but pretty much everything else is the same. Um, I don't know. I feel like the team success is what sort of helped propel him to that last Precisely year. Precisely what I was going to say. So, I don't know. I, I you think can't, I, 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 I would say no right now if, as a hard answer. I would say no. I think the Wolves will miss the playoffs, and it's yeah. really hard to make an all-NBA team when you don't have that. Uh, oh, man, he was, you know, unless you're just like, 
like AD on the Pelicans some of those bad years, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it, I think that they will punish him because there's a lot of great players in the league. So I'm going to say no because I, I do think they'll use the excuse of team success as a way of, you know, denigrating him. Will the team make the playoffs this year? You just said it. You said no. I also say no. Right. right. Like it's, we are agreed. They're too far behind already. It's going to be, we, we've said the West is better than we thought it was going to be. And we, and we know that the Wolves have already, they've put themselves in this hole already. Yep. Right. So you combine those things and it's like, how does it happen? Like, unless they go on a miracle, like 10 in a row run or something. Yeah. There's stuff that has to happen with the other teams ahead of us, too. I mean, yeah, like injuries, I said, Grizzlies yeah. need to get their injuries up. Uh, <laughs> Clipper, injuries. <laughs> Clippers need to realize what they are. Like if they decide, sure, tank. If, they need their yeah, pick this they, year. They yeah. need their pick. They'll yeah. lose it if it's not in the lottery. And they they have some contracts they can move pretty easy. I feel like if they want to. Um, man, the way Danilo Gallinari's been playing has been making me think about what if we traded for a package with him and like you know more shooting. Yeah, Tobias Harris and Gallinari. You know, and what would you like those more than Saric and Covington? <laughs> a little bit. So well, maybe, I, I just you know thinking what could have been more injury prone, I guess. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna say no to the playoffs. Though no to the playoffs. The only thing is we've we've had like the hardest schedule so far. Right. Right. So maybe yeah, maybe get some of that soft schedule. You can bank. Uh, you know, again, you just gotta have some runs. You but even last year, the Timberwolves have never won the games they're supposed to win. Mm. We, you know, like yeah. we lost to the Hawks twice last season. We lost uh, like the the tanking Grizzlies yeah. twice. There's we lost a couple of those you know, coming. So uh, we and we lost to the East. We had a losing record to the East last year. So like, it, you know, we don't take care of the easy games. So I, I think that we would have to buck that trend if we were going to make a crazy playoff run. All right, and then finally, uh, final prediction here for Rapid Fire. What will the team's final record be at the end of the season? As we record this, they are 7-10. and 10. Um, So, you know, about a, about a fourth of the season is, uh, is done now, give or take. Um, I'm going to predict the team goes uh, finishes the season 43-39. and 39. That's 36-29 uh, and 29, the rest of the way out. So, so yeah, just a couple games above 500, but I think the line for playoffs will probably be about 46, 47, just like yeah. it was last year. So uh, we'll be a few games short of uh, what will surely be a, an amazing Western Conference, uh, you know, stretch run to make the playoffs. It'll be tight in there, and the Wolves will be in the picture. But I can see them falling a few games short. They're just too far behind already. Statistics are fun. Not these ones, Jim. Not these <laughs> ones. Um, I'm going to do the inverse, Neil. You said 43-39. I'm going to say 39-43. and 43. Ooh, yeah. I, I just think that, once again, especially if it gets to the end of the season, you, we've seen this before. When we get to April, when, you're not, when you know your team isn't playing, even if they're not trying to tank, they just don't have the fire you need to win these games in April against playoff-bound teams. You know, I can see us you know, losing all of our games in April if we're far enough out. I mean, we'll have Cat hunting for his numbers, at least, so he can get that All-NBA nod, maybe. Yeah. But, um, so you, you have the team going 32 and 33 the rest of the way out, by yep. the way. So ex- one game exactly under 500. 500 yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's... I think it's about right. We're looking at an, a league average team, I think, right now. It's kind yep. of for the, the basically the thesis of our whole episode today is right. Like, it's they're still going to hang in there. They got a bunch of vets. They got guys who can play. They have talent still. But the rest of the league, and especially the West, is just so good. You know, it's just going to be hard to rise that far above. 
Yep. So that's where my expectations are at. I think that's a healthy level because if we do have a great uh, second half of the season, fun. I know we're not at the halfway point. We're at like the 25% mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we have the, a good three fourths remaining of the season uh, and we have it, uh, we go on a crazy run, then I'll be elated and I'll be like, wow, this is better than I expected. Totally. You know? But we're not expecting them to tank or bottom out. No, it no, sounds no. like both of us are expecting, you know, between 39 and 43 wins, which honestly would be, I mean, if we get to four, even 41, 41, 41 if yeah. we get to 41, that'll be the best non uh, KG or Jimmy Butler. Butler season ever. Yeah, that'll be something. Love's best season that. was 40 and 42. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, great. Okay. So that does it for predict it. Let us know what you predict for this season. Tweet at us at Wolfscast. Hit us up. Um, but yeah, time to close this thing out with a game. All right, Neil, uh, we have a game. I was wondering what I should call it. This or that, either or, mm-hmm. um, more or less <laughs> over under, because that's the kind of questions. I think we settled on over under, um, even though, well, let's see. I'm going to give you a number, Neil. And then you're going to tell me if your answer is going to be over or under that number. Okay. You got it? Easy enough. Um, just out of curiosity, do you know who the oldest player on the Timberwolves is? Um, do I know who the w- oldest player on the Timberwolves is? I guess I would say Luol Deng. That's correct. Well, let's get the Danes up here. You know? <laughs> we got them. We got I need to reinforce em. you with positive sounds. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. The game begins now. 1984. Was Luol Dane born before or after 1984? Ah, jeez. Um, I will say before. Ah. Luol I'm Dane. 85. I'm 85. Luol so. Dane is 85. Uh, uh, there are three players on the Timberwolves, Neil, who are born on 85. All uh, three are older than you, though. So okay. you can feel good knowing that <laughs> while you're the same age as the oldest person on the Timberwolves, they're, they're technically... Taj, yeah, uh, say Gibson, yeah. Dane, and uh, I think it's Tolliver. Okay, okay. Are all 33. Yeah. All right, next up, speaking of Luol Dane, 20. Has Luol Dane played more or less than 20 minutes this season? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, let's see. I feel like I've really only seen him in like one or two garbage minute situations. Let me go under. Let me go under it. Yeah. He's played two games and played 19 minutes. Oh, total. just barely. Just barely. All right, next up. The number is four. Do the Wolves have more or less than four players that were born in different countries? Or born outside the U.S., I should say. Wow. Well, we know Gorgie. We know Okogi. Wiggins? I guess would be another one. Um more or less and it's not a push it has to be more or less correct no tricks no tricks (laughs) no pushes pushes. (laughs) I'll go above I'll go over 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 yes correct we have five who are they who are they who else do we have Um, besides Wiggins Okoge I think Dane was born overseas Dane yep yep and then who's and Dario oh yeah nice there we go that's fine charge Um, alright next up 20 Cat has the highest PER on the team is his PR, PER over or under 20? Ooh. Ooh, this is 15 hard. is average. It's just for the season? Just for the season so far. 15's average. Yeah. Uh, this season's been weird, and he hasn't really been... Uh, favors big men, though. PER favors big men. It does. I'm going to go under, though. I'm going to go under. Mm. Oh, just barely over 20.1. 20.1. Just barely. <laughs> As close as we get to a push. (laughs) Close. These are all kind of close. Uh, Okay, let's finish it up, Neil. $35 million. 
is Cat owed more or less than $35 million in the 2023-2024 season. Is that his last season on the contract? That's his last season on his contract. How many million? $35 million. Oh, man. Depends if he gets that All-NBA or not. <laughs> I did not factor that into these calculations. <laughs> he'll just get more. Okay, so yeah, this he'll is just if get he, more. I think, I think as it's listed now, it's like he... It, it's it's as, assuming it, he's if not If he doesn't, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to say, boy... Ooh, that's hard. I know, like, Wall and Westbrook and these guys who have signed on the Supermax, like, but they have more years of service, so they get, like, an, a higher tier. Yeah, I think uh, uh, John Wall's average year. salary going forward is $42 million a year. Crazy. Um, Towns' last year, I'll say over. Let me go. Let me get the over. Yes. I'm glad you got that one, because it's also just a hair over. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is $35,670,000. Wow, just barely. So, you know, well, Neil, $670,000 is nothing to turn your nose up at. That's I know right. you're swimming in this cuckoo kangaroo that's, money. Yeah, that's how much I All those Panera Bread gift cards that, that they're paying make. you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for guys like that, that's more than I'm going to earn in the next several years combined. Yeah, so yeah true, true. All don't right. shake your nose at that. Wow, good game. Over, under. Over, under. Let's call it over, under. I like that. Over, under. Over, under. Over, under. <laughs> People understand that idea of overs and unders. Um, great. Uh, that is, uh, that's wrapping up our season preview for this season. Now you're ready to watch games. 60 some more games. 64 more games or something like that. Get ready. I will I'll boldly say that we are the first Timberwolves podcast ever to have a season preview the day before Thanksgiving. That's right. We gotta we gotta line it up for you. Just when the real season is beginning for the Wolves, the real season has just started. You know those first couple weeks, first you know six weeks were just trial, just getting just getting into it. You know, yeah. just figuring things out. So that's good. Thank you for joining us. Um, next week will you be here now? No, I will not. You're gone no, next week. No. Okay. Well, it was good. one week. It was great to have you blow through town and mm-hmm. grace us with your presence. Come it was in, good hearing your voice again. Preview. I really want to do the season preview. So you, I'm glad I was home for if that. If you miss Neil's voice, check out Cuckoo Kangaroo on your streaming service. Mm. They have a new album about Panera Bread called Fast Casual. Thank you. Panera for the plug. did not pay them. They no. decided to make an album about Panera without getting the money first. <laughs> just, just not how business works. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's a good listen. It's very fun. I like. Uh, uh, book club thank book you club meets at panera that's right please uh come see us if you live on the west coast uh and we're playing in minnesota playing in st paul on uh december 15th come on out we're playing in st paul at the amsterdam bar and hall you can get tickets are still available so come um, see us locally and come see us around the country check out canis hoopas everyone oh yeah great stuff uh new writer wrote their first piece nice, the jennifer nice, universe nice, nice. she what has made name? real books what a name that's like um what's like the superhero what's like the comic book movie featuring michael Cap- sarah oh uh scott pilgrim against the universe <laughs> oh that's what it is yeah, universe, versus, versus universe, the universe there, yeah. yeah it's a good movie yeah Big fan. I have it on Blu-ray. Do you think you it's a real it? last name, Universe? Uh, no, I think that's her pen name. Ah, I got it. I um, like it. I like but it. She, she put out books so that, you know, she's she's legit. It's for real. In terms of putting out books, I have not done that. Uh, Can't see so so the lady check writer. Check that out. That's right. I, I linked right. to her piece in the Digest last week. So nice. keep checking out Canis. You'll yeah. find us there. Canis Hoopus. we got the Digest every week. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you're going to Darby's. Or trivia, it's going down. And if you can't get enough of my voice, check out Canes of the North. I am a guest on oh, this yeah. week's episode. Do you want to say what the name of your character is? Like, yeah, give people na- a tease. Don't it, give people too much. Christopher Tyler Edison. Oh, but I go by CT. All my friends call me CT Edison. Now, do you have a specific team within the NSC North that you root for? Uh, I can't remember what team I played for. Okay, yes. I, I, my character got it, got it, got it. Is a former NFL player. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's still a current NFL player, kind of. He's not on a team. Yeah. He just got cleared from the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. got cleared from the NFL to play. 
So he doesn't remember what team he played for, but whatever team he was playing for before the concussion, that's his favorite team. All right. Well, there you go. Check out Kings of the North. Rob, uh, Robert will be back here with Scott uh, for the next few weeks. And uh, yeah, it's basically it's basically a free man pod in this, in this juncture of life. That's how it goes. We, we all watch all the games. We're all friends. It's kind of the same show. It's all good. But yeah, thank you for joining us this week uh, for the season preview. Um, hope to have you back here next week for another episode of Wolfcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's never good when you know you miss shots.